0: you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals then there's only one place to be one place to be the ins and out podcast with your
1: host kane silver
0: in this episode of the ins and outs podcast i spoke to professional dancer choreographer teacher music artist the one and only tony czar i was so lucky to get him on the podcast he's here in london visiting from la Basically, we speak about everything. We speak about his life, his career, his ups and downs and uh, some situations that he's faced on the way with other top choreographers as well. Unfortunately, during this episode, I did did have a technical difficulty and my laptop paused because I ran out of memory. However, we figured it out and carried on. It's a great episode. Make sure you go check out Tony's music. Keep an eye out for him. Thank you so much for him coming on the podcast. Also, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe and share with your friends and family if you haven't already. So, here is Tony Zah. And we're in, motherfucker. What's up? What's up? Thank you so much (laughs) for coming on the show. My pleasure, my pleasure. Welcome to cold London. Yeah, right? Although I'm sweating today. I was coming on the tube. I was like, I'm going to wear layers. I had my <laughs> coat on. And I got in here and I was like getting all sweaty and like shit.
1: I tried the layers and I'm still freezing, but it's good. I actually like the cold. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you you spent some time in New York, so you used to cold, right? Yes. yes so it yes, doesn't yes. feel too Nah, not nah it's too not too bad.
1: foreign. Not too foreign. But, but New- yeah, I actually miss it. I have, miss it.
0: Have you been in New York when it's colder than here? Yes. Because New York gets like... Yeah, crazy cold.
1: I can't. Yeah, I actually was just in New York. Um, I want to say two months ago, uh-huh. and I thought it would like not be that cold yet. No, like I was freezing my balls off. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> I, I've
0: only been to New York in September. Mm. Uh, once in September and once in August, and both Oof. times it was like it was good. Yeah. I was like, it's oh, it's September. You know? Yeah, yeah. Just lucky. Like it wasn't cold. I still had shorts and a t-shirt.
1: Oh, see, yeah. That's the good days. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, So obviously I was lucky, but hey, how about New York? How long, uh, did you live in New York?
1: Uh, I didn't live in New York. I lived in DC for a while and what I did was like, it's only like a two hour, like two and a half hour bullet train ride. So I'd always catch the train and then stay in Brooklyn with my friend, uh, Jamie Jackson, actually, and Uh just try to get my life together. That's where I started like really training hardcore with um, all the people that, you know, Kind of shaped my dance life like rhapsody and uh-huh. brian green and all that stuff oh, brian green what a yeah. what a person to learn from geez. oh my goodness yes <laughs> like, and, and it's crazy because
0: most i imagine most people won't even know who he is but right <laughs> right he's not in the social media age of dance yeah <laughs> but.
1: yeah he is the ultimate i think it's like the ultimate tester of abilities and it's not even like a a test you can pass i think (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) ever but um yeah brian green would be my ultimate personality test and i think uh the reason why because i really like he never said like you are my student you are my i'm claiming you as someone i trained but i think i did out of pride just because uh um he has his ways and uh he he like, you know, the most difficult classes I've ever experienced in my life. But it was like beyond that, he tests you with personality. Uh-huh. He, he, you know, he tests your patience. He tests your knowledge. He tests your um, emotional uh, intelligence. Yeah. You know, like he tests everything. So like he's going to always be the ultimate personality, the ultimate person that just constantly tests me all around as an artist. Yeah. What, what other teachers have pushed you like that? Uh, I wouldn't say anyone pushed me like him, but I would say, um, big, big, big influencers, Rhapsody, um, Mm -hmm. because she had never failed to tell me the harsh truth (laughs) from the beginning. (laughs) I remember the first time I like my interaction with her, I went to take class at Monsters. It was my first Monsters. And she taught, give me some more by Busta Rhymes. And I was lost in a sauce the whole time, <laughs> and she gave me a scholarship, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "How do, how do I get it?" I was like, "But I'm a mess." She was like, "Yes, baby, you are a mess." <laughs> she was like, but "I want, I want to help I wanna you. Clean this yeah. Mess. yeah, yeah, I want to clean this mess." So, um, she gave me my first like scholarship to um, BDC, uh-huh. and that opened the door. That's actually when I started like discovering other people. I was Like, oh, who's Luam? Who's uh jante who's like Uh just so many people that would walk into classes that i had no idea i've walked into a broadway class and i was like well i'm here yeah (laughs) let's see what happens let's see what happens yeah i
0: feel like when i first started that like taking class Mm and not uh, in wales there's not like a a studio do you mean like you're just part of your local dance group right but when i first started coming to london like we didn't have social media Mm -hmm. so you couldn't research the teacher exactly so you just go What's the name? That sounds cool. What style does she teach or he teach? That sounds cool. Let's try it. And exactly. sometimes I go in and I'd be like, nah, this wasn't for me. And other ones I'd be like, this is way too hard. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it was the best way to learn at the time. Cause, Absolutely. You know, sometimes you'd you'd lose some money. You'd yeah. go, I'm not going to get that back, but it's an experience. You yeah. know I mean? You'd learn to fight through. And I think a big part of being able to get through those classes, which I didn't so much enjoy, kind of prepared me for working for...
1: People, that Artists, yeah,
0: Where yeah. I'm like, I fucking hate these yes. steps, but I've got to make <laughs> this coin. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it kind of taught me and prepared me for that. So yeah. It was kind of a blessing.
1: Yeah, I think every, 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 you know, success and failure, the those are just definitions. It just, it, it actually doesn't end with theirs, Like what you learn from it, yeah. you know, Not just what was accomplished or what wasn't accomplished. It's always a lesson. Um, you know, like when it came to Kevin Maher, man. I think he's the the most, he's been my biggest, like, I don't want to say cheerleader because it seems, it seems like below what I'm trying to say, uh-huh. but like, I literally was, supporter. yes yeah, supporter. Yeah. Like, I literally was a mess when I came to LA. I was homeless. I couldn't get my life together. I was wearing my work clothes, my Starbucks clothes everywhere. And like, literally from like, You know, get on this, wear this. Uh, He would have me do gigs, and I was doing gigs for the longest time for him. And he was, like, paying me a little bit of money, which I didn't know was a little bit of money. I just thought, like, yeah, I'm getting paid. Uh And, um, you know, just going through life. And I remember one time he was like, okay, it's time for you to get, you know, get your shit together and get an apartment. And I was like, okay, but I don't have no money for an apartment. He was like, did you even look? Did you even try I'm like, okay. So I finally look, ended up finding a place with uh, my soulmates, Lee, Daniel, and Gian. And um, I told him, I said, well, I found a place, you know, I could share with Lee, but, you know, and then he just gives me like mad money to for the deposit on the apartment. And he was like, I know you're horrible at money. So <laughs> I, I've been actually not paying you everything that, you know, you've been earning because I know you can't manage your money. So you've actually earned all of this and what a gangster. Yeah. And gave me my first deposit to like have a roof over my head. Um yeah. And and, and also in, in like I was more like I, I was a freestyle king of monsters, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I loved styles. So I can just do styles because of my emotion. Uh-huh. But I wasn't really as versed in like Cleanliness when it comes to what you guys call here commercial dance, yeah, like yeah. cleanliness and presentation and face and all that, and he like whipped me into shape, like no doubt. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That's so
0: dope that someone would even take the time to even think of doing that, let alone doing it. You yeah, know what I mean,
1: yeah. And and the whole point of me mentioning him is because he like he was the one who was there for all my failures, a yeah. lot of them. Like I failed relentlessly when yeah. it came to him, and he was just there Every time, cool, good. Yeah, oh, here's, here's helping you get back up. Yeah, that's fresh, yeah. directing you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 He obviously
0: saw a spark in you, or saw something where he's like, I can, I can guide this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, because I always say, especially as creative people, we have all this passion and all this fire and all this energy and all this drive and determination, but yeah. we're not very good at sometimes focusing it where it is. So sometimes just having someone to go, Let me point you in this direction, yes. it makes such a difference. Yes, right? yes. So you Absolutely. said uh, when you first moved to L.A., you were homeless. Yeah. Talk me through that. Woo. Okay. Because <laughs> so. your parents were in the military, right?
1: Yes. And separated. And, and,
0: and separated. Yes. And your mom was a B-girl.
1: Yes. 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 Sick. <laughs> so basically, I was raised with my mom um, through all my life. Um, and, you know, I was one of those... 16-year-old seniors who couldn't wait to, like, just get out of school, graduate, Mm -hmm. and go live my dream in L.A. But um, obviously, I didn't have the money to at at 16. And, you know, my mom had, you know, fears and doubts of her not finished raising me yet, Mm -hmm. but um, I had to go. So I went to D.C. Where were you before that? Uh, Okay, Hawaii is where I was raised. But my last last year of high school... um, My like the ending time was spent in uh, North Carolina Mm -hmm. and uh, no disrespect to North Carolina. I just like, you can have, no, I've been horrible. preference. Oh my goodness. I wanted to just like stab my eyeballs out, like nothing there for me. It was just like the school I went to, I was so weird. I was such a weird kid, which, which kind of shaped me. So I'm good now, but everyone was just like, yeah, he's so weird. He doesn't (laughs) dress like us. He doesn't talk like us. And I was like, you're damn, yeah so for me it was like a town a a town of like cows and cotton that's what i used to say all the time nothing but cows and cotton but um i did learn you know a lot from those mistakes and uh i went to dc um because it was close to new york and my father lived there and at that time i was like rambunctious and all that so i like ran away got an argument ran away was like i'm gonna live i went i moved like straight into the projects in dc and was like i'll figure it out myself Mm -hmm. um and then went to school for a little bit university in um florida Mm -hmm. and that's where i went for recording arts and sciences came back to dc just to get my shit together and um head over to L.A., I ended up winning a lot of Monsters um, freestyle battles. Uh Failed every audition, um, just because choreography, doing choreography wasn't... Auditions for jobs? Uh, No, auditions for just uh, the monster show. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just, doing other people's choreography was just not my thing. You Mm -hmm. know, I I, I wanted it to be, but I wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I won every freestyle battle and then won... One fine day, uh Show Nicholas Set was like, all right, for today's audition, we want to see who can really dance. So we're gonna teach her like a locking and grooving piece. And I was like, oh, the heavens opened up. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Not just the Britney track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um I had made it and uh from that audition I got chosen for the show and I was on this high Lyle had gotten chosen for the show too, and I was like, come on Lyle, let's like move out together. We're gonna do this. So, I moved, and I was excited, um, and at that time, I had, like, good $600, $600. And, I, and I was just so not together. My clothes were in a—there uh, was a cooler that Monsters had at the show, so after the show was done— I didn't have a bag, so I was like, hey, can I, <laughs> can I use this cooler and put my clothes in it? And I was just dragging around trash bags, two trash bags and a cooler full of clothes. Shit. Yeah, and I was just like, where am I going to go? So I just tried to work things out. I um, ended up going to Starbucks and, and seeing if I could get a transfer. I transferred over to Starbucks. So I was like, okay. I was like, I felt like James Bond. It yeah. really wasn't a sad time for me. I know people were like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry you were homeless. And I was like, no, no, no. I felt like James Bond. It's it was like Mission Impossible. Yeah. 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 So I would go to Starbucks. Um, at this time, they, we had gotten this apartment in this, like, this little ghetto-ass apartment. And it was one, two, three, four, five, six, six of us at a time living in a one-bedroom. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. And I had no no blankets i had no mattress no nothing i was just like flooring it for real and i got the job at starbucks so i would work at 4 Mm a.m and um open you know the store and after a while i got really friendly the manager loved me so at that time millennium was right across the street yeah and i was like you know what i want to work at millennium but the the list to do work study there was like two years So I was like, shit, okay, how do I do this? So I asked them. I said, do you guys like coffee like Starbucks? They're like, oh yeah, we love Starbucks. So I asked them their orders, Robert, the owner of Millennium, Uh and then whoever worked at the front desk, um, Jen, and I learned their orders and I would just get them, like tell my manager, I'm like, I'm going to bring them coffee. So I started bringing them coffee every morning, just free coffee from Starbucks. They're like, hey, do you want to work here? I was like, sure. So I got bumped up on the list, started working work-study at Millennium. So then my days went, okay, open the store at 4, get off of work around 11, 12. My shift at Millennium didn't start until like 5 p.m. So from like 12 to 5, I had like my trash bags like in this little closet at Millennium. I don't think no one knew that yeah. <laughs> I was storing it. I just like figured, figured out how to like put it in there. I put it in there. And I would sleep in the lounge. They had this little lounge like that was, like, really dark and in the corner. I would sleep in the lounge for, like, five hours. And then after that, um, I would start my job, clean up, um, wash up if I needed to. The classes would end around midnight, you mm-hmm. know, we'd close up people well classes were in yeah whatever around midnight 11 midnight close up everybody went to go hang out like at denny's at the time when i go hang out at denny's eat with people no whole diner then after that i would just like hey can i you know take a shower at your house or or if not it would be around 2 3 Uh a.m and it was time to open up at 4 yeah so i did that for a long time and no one knew i was like running the circuit except kevin maher because he would be like Hey, I'm leaving for the weekend, so you can use my house if you want to. Don't fuck anything up. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Um, and then then he, you know, helped yeah. me with the deposit for the apartment. So I just worked it out for a while. That's fucking epic, man. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I ended up like sleeping on a bench or at the park, but like it wasn't it wasn't as tragic as other people's stories. You yeah. Know? And so I figured it out
0: you you're hungry. Do You know I mean determined yeah. to make shit work. Yeah. And yeah it's yeah, yeah. funny cuz you do hear that and you do go, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. That's yeah. so sad." Yeah. But to you at the time, you know, it's not even a thing. Yeah.
1: Not at all. Like, you know, it, some some people I think uh we don't realize that we're all conditioned. Like whatever happened before because even in in DC, I had times where I couldn't make it home, the trains closed. Mm-hmm. I know you guys you guys go through that here yeah. like, "Damn it, the train" trains uh, closed or last train left and you just have to figure it out and I've yeah. slept at train stations before so doing it in LA I was just like ah it's warm yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's warm It's warm. It I <laughs> yeah I know how it feels so it wasn't yeah it just wasn't tragic I think we're all conditioned you know we all have different situations I'm, I'm sure if you told me about your life there's certain things I'm like damn I don't know how I deal with that yeah but you're like hey it's you know my life yeah, I was yeah. conditioned for it I can handle it so it's all a test yeah man yeah
0: then what uh so you were working at Millennium. Uh-huh. What happened from there? How did what what, what was your journey?
1: Um, well, obviously Kevin helped you with the place. Yes, and um, he also because he was, I was assisting him like nonstop. I was kind of associated with his name, so when it came to like, can I sub? He would give me you know recommendations, and people would be like, sure, and I'm like, yes, awesome. So I started subbing my classes at that time about three or four people in my class mm-hmm. and i would blast the music and i would leave the doors open so everyone so could everyone get could everyone's see what's attention yeah sick and i remember random people would come like stop by my class like random people all the time and i had this look like this girl named binky who was like someone i would look at and i'm like yo she's the girl in everyone's video yeah. yo <laughs> and she came by my class and she was like you know i don't really like <laughs> she said something like, "I don't really, I don't really fuck with new choreographers or this and that." But um, I love your stuff. I would love to. And I was like, "Dang!" Like that's highly respected. And yeah. I get what she was saying because at yeah, that yeah. time I wasn't feeling what was happening around either. Uh-huh. So I was like, "Wow!" And then um, Terry Crews, because uh, he would like come by. I was like, "Wow!" One time I was teaching with Kevin, and me and Kevin were on this Rihanna kick. We're mm. Like, yeah, let's, you know, this whole album. So we kept teaching. <laughs> And I walked out to use the bathroom and there's Rihanna. And she's like, Hey. <laughs> I was like, Yo. We you like, Do you wanna watch? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I I wanted to. I, I couldn't say anything. I was kinda like uh, 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 Rihanna <laughs> But uh she um yeah, yeah. At least, you know, she smiled and she was so beautiful. But Yo, I got starstruck by Rihanna the first time I saw Good her. Good jeez, I did not expect her to look like I was that, in, I,
0: I was on my first ever job in 2008, Royal Variety Performance, and I was stood in the corridor, and I was with all these, like, dancers which had been working for a while. Right. And we were working for a choreographer called Kenrick, who okay. runs Boy oh, Blue. Oh, I love So it was a lot of the Boy Blue light you know, so... Yeah there wasn't many white boys Mm -hmm, and I was mm -hmm. like the geeky ginger white kid which could get down but I wasn't cool you know what I mean I was the least (laughs) from cool so we all stood in this corridor and she walked down and everyone stood there all like puffing testosterone (laughs) puffing their chest out Rihanna's here I was literally like I didn't even see her I saw her I was like (laughs) "Ah!" fucking jumped in front of her taking photos she was like don't even know what happened I'm a pure fangirl (laughs) I love it and everyone's looking at me like this little fucking white idiot like what the fuck is he doing and I was like
1: ah Guys, <laughs> yo, I yeah, Gassed. she 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 has that, yeah, she has that, that energy, that vibe, and I don't get like my mom did so many, um, what she called co- she was like the coordinator of USO shows when it came to the military, so mm-hmm. she would help out a lot or help coordinate. I really don't know what was, but she was always getting tickets, and I was always meeting stars, always meeting celebrities, so I never really had the starstruck thing. Mm. I could only go by vibe, yeah, and there's certain people like you know like, oh you know if I see Rihanna it'll be like okay cool but like when I actually saw her I'm like whoa her or Is her it presence or. yeah it happened with Common too yeah yeah I didn't know um like I just knew I lo- I love Common's music you uh-huh. know and I remember I, I went I performed at some festival and I saw him and he was like yo good job up there y'all and I was just staring at him like. <gasps> <laughs> i'm sure he was like uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> fanboy right <laughs> yikes but yeah like the there's certain people's presence that makes me feel things and i'm like but yeah so anyway getting off track um yeah, always I, right right yeah, always but i i definitely um um started like people started like being curious about my classes and and really being becoming fans of my my art and all of a sudden, one summer, one summer day, and the summers in LA are crazy. Like 110. I, yeah, <laughs> I walked into a class. It was the big studio, and I was used to like a big class. To me, was like about 20 something people, and I'd be like, "Lee, I had like 20 in class." But I walked into the class, and there was like over hundred. And I walked out. I, like, <laughs> I went in and I was like, fuck, my bad. Do they think it's an I went, to the front. Yeah, I went to the front I was like, yo, which room am I in again? And they're like, the big room. I was like, what? That class is mine? They're like, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. They love you. I was like, fuck. And then that summer I got invited to my first like international trips and shit just started popping off from there.
0: Just change. What do you think made that change? Do you think it was an influence of someone recommending it? Was it, were you putting out videos at the time to advertise it? Like,
1: um, I, I did videos for fun, but I, I never, like, it wasn't a thing yet. Definitely didn't, never film my class. It yeah, was it wasn't like, like
0: a David Moore production. Video yes, thing.
1: exactly, exactly. It was just like, uh, you know, I would do little like routines if I'm dancing with Lee or something like mm-hmm. that. But, uh, I think, honestly, at that time, Debbie's had this, like, vibe in the summers that Debbie's were crazy, like, to the point where it's just aligned outside around the corner just for classes, mm-hmm. and I, I caught, you know, I, be, I became so consistent and persistent that i caught the wave mm-hmm. and, did they give you your own class then and then they gave me my own class yeah of
0: course i bet they go there's a money maker yeah right there, you yeah know? yeah
1: yeah so yeah and and then it popped off and the thing is at that time i kind of i was working hard at everything you know mm-hmm. um at the same time i was like i wanted to do music i wanted to audition for things i had missed the whole uh p diddy making the band wave yeah like, <laughs> i was like when i go to la i'm gonna audition for making the band and didn't but <laughs> that it was over but um yeah i was just i was so scattered uh-huh. at everything i wanted to do but um that kind of that summer set me in the direction of dance yeah. and yeah it kind of like it, it took off I, I did a lot of assisting with um like major artists at the time but i, I didn't I don't want to say I didn't appreciate it, but I just, it wasn't my focus. So I yeah. didn't really, I was just there to to help. Yeah. Um. And like when I, 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 the only person I really ever wanted to dance for professionally was um, Missy Elliott. Mm. That was it. Have you? Yeah. Sick. Finally. Sick. <laughs> but yeah, other, other than that, I really didn't have this you know, desire, mm-hmm. which I think made me a good assistant. Yeah, You know, I wasn't like that assistant who's trying to like Hungry. take the spot yeah, yeah, you, to, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'm here to it help. It wasn't about you. No, not at all. I was, more, I was more excited about like when Kevin would do jobs and Andre Fuentes, rest in peace, at mm-hmm. the time. Um, it was so major. Like that's when I was doing the Britney Spears and stuff. So the best thing about it is like during breaks, man, like we got food. yeah (laughs) it's like the social
0: the the social aspect (laughs) the
1: social aspect every time kevin's like all right let's go eat and i'm like yes this is what i live for yeah where are we going (laughs) yeah it was my motivation like if i just finish this piece and deal with this Hmm. i'll be eating soon (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um we did a lot we did a lot of uh or i did a lot of um Assisting mm-hmm. uh, with the the Britney's and I got to meet new kids on the block, which was cool. Fresh. Um, it was just a whole bunch of dudes who just bagged on me and like made fun of me all rehearsal, and I was like, "Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting free food for this, and I'm getting yeah. paid for it." Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> jokes on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, it was it was cool. Um, and then I stopped. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did the the industry thing, kind of. It takes its toll on you. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, like you know what the funny thing is like people ask like what made you really like go back to music because at first i I, I did music as a kid like uh-huh. i was actually in north carolina i was like this 14 year old 15 year old who was writing hooks for rappers mm-hmm. and i was hearing my shit on the radio and tripping out and i'd always be like mom like that song i wrote is on the radio and she'd be like yeah 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 i think she was just protective like you yeah. know but um I, I was deep into music, and um, I remember even getting close to P.D. Pablo's crew, you uh-huh. know, and I, I was trying to get to him, but I never got to. But, like, at 14 and 15, you're like, oh, shit, you know, I can do this. Yeah. But also, like, going to some things that, like, kind of fucked me up in the mind. Uh-huh. Um, so I had stopped music, and people were like, what made you get back into it? And I was like, Jason Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, would watch him, and, you know, he was cool. Um but, because he was a writer, right? Yeah. Before he was a singer. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. There, what I criticized about him earlier, mm. um, I came to respect. Mm-hmm. Because when he first started coming out, nah, he first, he's been out way before I even knew about him. But then mm-hmm. when I found out about him, when I was working with him, it was like that, mm, what you say, like yeah. he's, his pop career was just yeah, like yeah. hitting that's, of, that was the of, first time I heard him, too, yeah. when Lee was on tour with him. Yes, Lee yes, and Kobe. yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was like a lot of auto-tune, a lot of things that, you know, mm. and I, I grew up in a church. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. But then we'd be in rehearsals and he would just be singing or, like, I would, I would play something or, you know, I'm a singer-singer. Mm. Like, I, I love singers. I love listening to them. I Like, that's what I watch on Instagram nonstop. Uh-huh. And he would sing and I'd be like... And I literally said to him, I was like, I hope I don't offend him. I was like, Yo, like, you can actually sing. You can sing, like, you can sing, sing. But you know, the conversation didn't go too far because you know I didn't want to cross the line. But I kind of learned from observing him that like he he has a strategy. He has his Uh plan that works for him. Uh He knows what works. He knows what he wants to be. Yeah, he wants to be a pop star. He's
0: the he's the kids, Chris Brown. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. He does everything. That Chris Brown does, but in a PG way, yeah. So it reaches the masses, yeah,
1: the masses, and and his and his just the pop sound is just—it's something that he's kind of engineered to his liking and it just fucking works for yeah, him
0: yeah and it's catchy like yeah. my mom always goes what's that trumpet song i love yeah. the trumpet song and i'm like really And she's like it's so catchy and yeah like, i'm
1: like okay nailed it,
0: to a 50 year old woman you yeah. know what i mean like she loves yeah. the trumpet song she listens to it when she gets in the tube mm-hmm. you know yeah like, yeah yeah yeah
1: and his, his music makes people happy so from there i was just like man i want to i want to do this I yeah. really want to do, I don't want to, you know, be behind and in, in help cultivating things. And then, you know, working with people like Kevin uh, and Luther Brown, I would say, uh-huh. these people are like geniuses to the point where when you see an artist, you see this whole package and you're like, wow. And when you work with the choreographers or people, it's more Kevin and, and Luther Brown are more like visionaries. Uh-huh. So they... They influence the costuming. They influence the wardrobe. They influence the the stance, the presence, the aesthetic, Uh and you start to figure out, man, these people are like developing what the whole world wants. Yeah, you know, and it's not just the artists; it's like their team. Yeah, you know, and I'm like, okay when I started figuring these things mm-hmm. out. I'm there's like, a
0: reason he always stands like that. Yes. There's a reason he always makes this kind of gesture. Yes,
1: like, yes. So watching them and seeing that, it kind of gave me a, a perspective of like, okay, now I, I want to know what I want to provide. I want to figure out what I want to provide for the world. And, and seeing transformations like Jason Derulo, or seeing transformations like what Diddy can do, uh even with Lil' Kim, mm-hmm. you know, like watching her and she's real she's real like grown now, you know, mm-hmm. so she she can do her little Diddy and this and that. But I remember um Luther Brown worked with her we when we did the hip hop um the bad boy hip hop reunion. Mm-hmm. And like he had her dancing. He had her doing choreography without her knowing it. Because Mm. her natural movement and what she would do, he would choreograph around her and then, like, to what she was wearing, how she was standing. And I was Mm. like, okay. You've not taught her steps, but you've taken her natural ability and made it a show. Yes. And then see how people react to it. Mm -hmm. And all of this cultivated, like, the artist that I want to be, what I want to provide, how I want to just transform myself. And then, Mm. so, from that era is when I started, like, okay, for the dance community, I'm going to go ahead and... Um, <laughs> for the dance community, can hear those keys yeah. for miles. If in the dance community, I want to go ahead and like help cultivate these artists and and help people and train, but um, not really dance behind people unless it was Miss Elliott. Yeah. And then uh, on the other side, I wanted to get back to my music and yeah. like really start providing and with my sound, providing something that's not out there and mm-hmm. at the same time that um relates and resonates with certain people. Mm-hmm. You know that that want to hear someone talk about the things that I want to talk about. Mm -hmm.
0: It's funny because it seems like, you know, most people, well, when I want, when I saw myself as a dancer, Mm -hmm. when I first started dancing, I didn't want to be a dancer. I wanted to be JT. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? I used to try and copy his Like I Love You video. Yes. I didn't want to be a dancer. Secretly sorted just... did Lyle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made it. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Full turnaround. Right. Uh, um that was like the goal. You know I mean I want to be Justin, but I couldn't sing. Right. And then my mum was like, Oh, but you can copy his dancing. You should go like audition for this dance group. And I was like, Oh, right. well, okay like right. what's the worst that can happen and then when i started doing competitions I, I met this uh judge called glenn ball okay and he was like 21 and he had toured the world with kylie And oh, i was like wow. he's taught the world and he's 21 dancing like with an artist yeah. and i was like i want to do that you know what i mean like my always goal was to be behind the artist because in my i was always taught that was the pinnacle yeah you know what i mean that was what i was aspiring to yeah and he was the person who judged me at the competition that was yeah. the goal whereas it seems like yours was you're not someone who wants to be behind the artist. You're a very creative soul. So if yes. you're not helping structure the the production yes. of the artist, you're creating your own stuff. Yes. Do you know what I mean? As yeah. opposed to just going, tell me what to do and I'll do it.
1: Well, that, yeah, it takes a certain type of discipline yeah. that I've like. Sometimes we just have to be real with ourselves. And I just, that's a discipline that I don't have. Yeah, and and don't really desire. Yeah, yeah, I'm more ADD. If I was on tour, doing the same things, I know I would get into trouble. I know I'd be like, well, how about this time we fly the artist from there? How about we change up this? And you know, yeah, that's not your place. Yeah. So I've learned, like, you know, that's not my strength. Yeah, and 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 you know, who actually really inspired me? I I talked to Dana Wilson, uh-huh. and I was like, you're so you know so what dope. A, what what like, a G yo. Yo, listen. what an OG! Listen, because she
0: conquers every world, every, every world. world. And I told her I was like, low key, what, every world. Uh,
1: what, like, why you, you don't you know dance with this and that. And she was like, you know, I, I'm really, I'm really, I you know, I click with Marty and you know the, mm-hmm. the Justin fam. But she was like, I'm a good assistant and that's what I want and that's my strength. I'm not here for the fame. She was like, I'm, I, it's cool, it's good to have that experience. I love it, but like, I know. This Those, is a strength. strength. I'm good at this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. it's okay. You know, yeah, it's okay
0: to strive for something different. Yeah,
1: because you, you're taught all the time like, this is the order you have to. Work as a dancer, and then when you start working dancer after you toured, then you can start assisting yeah. the choreographer, and then after that, you can start maybe assisting classes, then you can start teaching. Them. They teach you this order. It's an unwritten it's, structure. No, yeah. And I'm like, nah, no, that's, no, that, does, that doesn't work like that for everyone. Uh-huh. And just me dancing for people, a lot of times people are just like, you're doing a lot of you and there's not enough me in there and you don't look like everybody else. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? That's not always. That's uh, not a bad thing. Uh, yeah, a bad thing. Yeah. So
0: I was the complete opposite. I was like, I prided myself on being able to do that line exactly how you asked oh, yeah. for it. Like oh, picking yeah. up every detail. And then my downfall was like, you need some more flavor in there. I'm like, but I've never been taught that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> doing that. I was yeah. like, I was never taught that at my school. I was just taught to be like a robot and be able yeah. to mimic you from head to toe.
1: Mm-hmm. But then you know some people they it's a, it's a different process uh-huh. for everybody. There's people like you know, I look at people like Jillian Myers, and I'm like, yeah, she can just download,
0: yeah, and do. She's a robot. <laughs> yeah, she's an actual robot.
1: She can just download it, and then to the point where maybe her movement is so precise and clean so she looks like everybody else on the stage i think a lot of the whole janet fam like uh, mm-hmm. gills eye uh mm-hmm. but he chooses people who can do that but at the same time the the, the presence is so piercing yeah that like you she's not going to feel like everybody else even yeah. though she may look like everybody yeah. else you what know? i love
0: about that the kind of the mold that gill made for the janet like vibe mm-hmm. it's like actually if you take every dancer out and move gill's choreography away they're all so different oh my god like yeah. they couldn't be any more different yeah. you know what i mean like you get tony testy you've got <laughs> brian you know I mean you've had all these oh, people who are great but yeah. in all different directions of the way they move yeah you know what i mean brian like and jillian like you wouldn't yeah. put that together exactly you know what i mean like exactly. but they've all fallen into the same
1: yeah, and their intentions on like a thousand. Yeah, you know that's what uh, Tony actually taught me a lot about intention. You know, uh, just watching him, I think I still marry him this day. Like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, he is the. It it it's he's a sorcerer. Yeah, like he's literally a sorcerer, and I learned a lot from just that whole crew. I never danced like them. Uh-huh. But I learned a lot about in, intention and, and performance and, like, mm-hmm. conjuring something deeper than just performing. It has to come from the inside. It, like, it it kind of, like, they manifest this, this aura yeah. that, like, just spreads. And it's infectious. So, yeah, yeah, I took a lot. I took a lot from different people and different things. And now I'm actually finally at this point where I'm like, okay, I know who I want to be as an artist and what I want to do. Uh-huh. And now it's time to execute. Music-wise, man, I'm so excited, bro. Yeah. I've been going through, yeah, I've been going through a long process with this music. And it's so funny because once I thought like, oh, I'm onto it, I I went through some some life shit that like just slammed me, uh-huh. you know, from death to heartbreak to to loss, just a lot of things. And I thought it was going to like, set me back i thought it was setting me back Uh i was frustrated i started going through anxiety depression all that but it only actually took my writing to a different place yeah a better place and now the music that i'm about to come out with is i I can't wait do
0: you think that going through trauma or going through something devastating although temporary Mm -hmm. i do believe it does you do suffer for a short time but i believe after that it gives you a whole new perspective. Absolutely, It gives you a whole new fuel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I say it quite a lot. Like I lost my brother. That's yeah. why I moved back from LA. Mm. And I had zero desire to go back to LA after that. Mm. I remember just going, I don't want to be there. Mm. And you know, like all my friends, yeah. I'd hang out and they'd go, oh, you're having a good time. I'd be like, I've never been happy. And they'd be like, don't go back. And then it was like, okay, my 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 path has changed. Yeah. Like, and I'm excited for it from this awful thing which happened but actually turned out to be the best thing for oh, yeah. pathing me and building me as a human you know
1: yeah it's it, i find it uh the resistance is um is the thing that sets us all back cuz Cause, cause life teaches us change uh, uh i remember i kind of uh my brother zoo got shot and killed as uh, well and uh i was just like I know I had to get my brother Alex because I know I was like, he's going to do something bad because he was there. It happened. It was just tragic. It happened on Mother's Day. They had just left the house, the family house. And, uh, you know, my dad, I called my dad, asked what happened. He was like, I don't know. There was a little argument, but it was fine. And um, my brother, Zoo went to go make a swerve, which is, you know, Uh a deal. And uh, Alex, both of them were supposed to go. Alex stayed at the house and like was cleaning up and Zoo never came home and they got a call and I was like okay shit you know I got to get he's he's going to do something bad so I he actually it was during the the bad boy tour and thank god to Diddy mm-hmm. and um Lori-Ann, I told them my situation I was like can I please bring my brother up here with me cuz I don't know what to do mm-hmm. and they let me bring him so uh my brother came up and he was just like chilling with P Diddy and 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 you know Lil Kim and mm-hmm. Total <laughs> but his debt, his face was dead obviously his uh-huh. whole spirit was dead his yeah. eyes were dead and um i remember like resisting for the longest like yeah. you know i just keep him i moving to cali and you know everything's gonna be fine everything's cool uh-huh. and that resistance sparked like this this whole i don't know stage of like making my suffering worse yeah until i started just like going through some shit that made me feel like, okay, I give up. Like, whatever I'm doing right now is not working. And of course, we give up in the wrong way. But uh-huh. then we learn to, like, and it's not about giving up. It's about letting go. Yeah. And accepting. And accepting. Well, when I started accepting, I started going, okay, okay. what What's next? Yeah. How do I move forward? How do I move forward? And um, that music started, like, it was like, right, just right just start Mm -hmm. writing about it. And at first I was like, I don't want to be that personal. I don't want to open up that stuff to, you know, Mm -hmm. people. And then I started thinking about what is my purpose? My purpose is not, I mean, as an artist, I'm accepting of whatever comes to me, whatever blessings. And I think, you know, it's going to be a lot of blessings, but is my goal to be, you know, Chris Brown or be the next something else. And it's like, no, that's not it my my purpose as a human being is to get messages out there in the world and get a vibe out there in the world that helps heal people and helps Uh inspire it's the same thing i do with my dance i just want to take it over to my music so then i was just like let me just write what heals me Uh and see what happens and i started writing about things that were that were pain painting me or that i wanted to release and like let go i wrote a song called letting go actually and um it just started getting to a place where i'm like okay this is this is the kind of artist i want to be yeah. this is what i want to get out there and it's it's just funny like you look back you are like i found myself waking up now because i actually took this european trip but the reason why i'm here in europe is just to heal to get mm. away i wanted to get away from la get away from the places and things that reminded me of the pain and um i started healing and i now i wake up every day and i'm like so grateful yeah. and thankful and I'm like you know what god thank you for that pain I think you know I would never thought I would got to the point where like thank you for that heartbreak thank you for that death thank yeah. you for that loss thank you but I'm like now I'm like thank you like it's, now it's I feel you. stronger yeah you know yeah yeah so it's um it's been a process but now I'm like in such a good place and this is a perfect time it's the start of 2019 the horoscope says I have a good year ahead hey, <laughs> so, <get it. laughs> Sagittarius here yeah. so um yeah, I'm like, I'm looking forward to this new life and, and you know, really following this purpose and seeing where it takes me.
0: Yeah, you said that, um, you know, you didn't want to be that artist to open up and, like, yeah. to be so deep and, emo- like, yeah. obviously emotional with your writing. Right. But don't you notice that all the true artists who are great, mm-hmm. that's all they're about. Yeah. You know, it's their heart and the sleeve. Like, if you look at Adele, right. that's why everyone related to her so much was yeah. because it was what everyone feels and thinks do yeah. you know what i mean yeah. as opposed to just saying about oh i've got this car and i've got all these bitches and i've yeah. got all these hoes like yeah. it's got no value
1: i mean speaking yeah speaking of that especially that that subject you know the the drugs the bitches the the you know the you know gang violence yeah. the, you know killing niggas and shit like that like it's so much of them and as a black man mm-hmm. i actually i don't down other you know black men for singing about what they sing about that's up to them that's Mm -hmm. their story that's their Mm -hmm. life that's cool sometimes yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a lot of times it's not their story yeah yeah. but it's um, just a word (laughs) yeah but then there i look at black men like frank ocean Mm -hmm. and i'm like wow you know respect everyone respects his writing Mm -hmm. everyone may not respect him or his choices and but him being open about everything from heartbreak to sexuality to 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 jealousy to like the mm-hmm. things that he writes about it's just like that's what i aspire to be yeah. not not him but an artist that is just bare and strong like a strong he's a strong he holds man it and he, he holds, holds it he
0: holds his ups and yeah. his downs you know and he
1: doesn't have to be a slave he's not a slave to the media mm-hmm. you don't see him all the up in everybody's face. i have to constantly he doesn't have to constantly come out with tracks he does mm-hmm. enough but he doesn't have to to let the world rule him mm-hmm. you know and for me that's that's everything that's that's a big inspiration for me to like keep doing what I do and kind of use that to help mold my path yeah yeah
0: I look forward to hearing some of your music oh yeah it sounds like Come shit I'm gonna soul. like cause, yo like I always say music now like especially that is very out in the the public yeah you know that's exposed a lot it's so derogatory it's so like 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 I, lo- I love Chris Brown, but like when I'm in a club and all the women are singing these Jose ain't loyal, yeah, I literally yeah. want to stop the music and be like, are you all fucking dumb? Yeah. Like listen to what you're saying. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? There's a reason. That yeah. Them, and then when your guy's cheating on you or treating you like shit and you get angry, but you're, you're supporting, singing you're yeah. singing about all this yeah. stuff. Like it's it, it doesn't make vibrancy, any man. sense. Yes. It doesn't make
1: any sense. Ah, I try to say that. I try to say that because it, it's it, like you, like you said, I really do respect Chris. He's, the greatest of our time really yeah, yeah as far as talent wise he can sing he can dance he can act he can paint he's mm-hmm. like a true artist a, yeah and i always say like you know hopefully someone sends this to him but yeah. like i always like once i get around i just want to get around chris so many people who have danced for him even mm-hmm. tasha was like yo even if you're not choreographing for him like you need to be there has to be some way to get you to Chris, like he should just talk to you and hang with you because mm-hmm. you are in the same frequency mm-hmm. the, and, the, and your radicalness and your and I'm like, yeah, and then um there's an artist that I've talked to recently, just trying to help him you know with his with his with his whole emotion, his music, his image, and we just talked about space we talked about, he was like, yo I, I just want to let you know like there's not many people I can talk to like this yeah I really vibe. appreciate it he said there's only been one person I've been able to like open up like this and just really." be bare and talk about this stuff and i'm like who and he was like yeah chris chris brown is the only other person and i was like there has to be a way yeah but <laughs> but with his you wouldn't be able to know these things with the music that comes out because you know all of that stuff is is literally a vibe mm-hmm. and if you repeat it you know these things are, are coming from the tongue there's power in the tongue yeah and you're putting these things like you're setting someone's future yeah you know and so a lot of these kids are desensitized to certain things yeah and respect now to women and, and now there's going to be
0: a 14 year old going these hoes ain't loyal yeah. in school yeah. and he's going to get a bollocking from his teachers because yeah. he's got no respect and he's going to rebel against the school and it's going to fuck up his future yeah i know that's extreme yeah but that's the kind of world that we're painting with yeah. stuff like this you yeah
1: know I mean? you never know and so yeah i i want to i wanna put out, uh, like, a different vibrancy. And I want people to repeat, like, this song coming out, Letting Go. Even the, the song I just came out with. Okay, so I can't mention music without mentioning Luther Brown. Uh-huh. He's also, like, he yeah. has a different format of writing. He's, you know, he's ingenious. But he's um, doing he this project. Too. Oh, my God. He does everything. Uh-huh. But he's 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 doing this project called The, the Downbeat. Uh-huh. And it's basically, like, him being a modern day Quincy Jones or like kinda on a Timberland level. So yeah. he takes all his super friends, um, a lot in the dance world, the, who are artists, and he's taken and written for them and mm-hmm. and or like created a track around them and just invited. And so we have this package, this 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 album coming out that is going to change the world. Like it doesn't sound like anything else out there. And um I remember writing, like, with Lou, he'll just be like, yo, I think I'll, we will talk for a long time, and then he'll hit me up two days later and be like, yo, from this conversation, or yo, I was watching you, and I wrote this song, and I want you to come, and we'll workshop it. And I'll be singing this song, and I swore I wrote it. Yeah. I swore I wrote it, just because how he presented it, it would be what I'm talking about from from that point of view, and we share a lot of same point of views, mm-hmm. but Luther has also been through his share of pain and and craziness, so he has an understanding. He's the only person who actually understands my voice, too. Uh-huh. You know, like, how at work I have a raspy voice, and I come from the church, but at the same time, I don't want to always do all the runs and stuff. Uh-huh. And so he's just he's just perfect. He, he knows, and also, I'm island Hawaii style. He's island Jamaican style. Mm-hmm. But he knows how to write for an island-style voice. And uh, the last single we came out with, um, uh, Ain't Right, it's just talking about being in love with someone and then all of a sudden you like start hearing shit about like it was torture like I'm doing so much to them and like ruining their lives and you know it says you say my love is like a torture so why you want to be here? Somebody mm-hmm. told you that I hurt you and I know what that feels like for someone else to tell you like oh that person's not right for you and like that shit ain't right and that happened to be the first single and mm-hmm. I'm like I you know even even though like i'm really selfish with my artistry like i want to be in control of a lot uh-huh. but he's the only person i trust that can write for me and we can put out music and i'm like do i agree with this vibrancy do i agree with sending this out there and people singing this and repeating it what is the song about and i'm like looking at the content and i'm like yeah yeah it's pain and, yeah. and it gives and it gives it gives people like you know when you're like stressed out about something uh-huh. you know even if it's about being a white dancer and a whole group of like black (laughs) people if there was someone to actually come out with whether it's a song about it or you you say it in an interview you're like yeah yeah that's what I needed to hear yeah Yeah. and I want to be that it doesn't have to always be about like you know, look to the sky and everything is going to be great and, you know, inspirational music. We don't have to always go there, but even just the little things that mm-hmm. can, can help someone go like, oh, my God, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Ain't Right does that yeah. for a lot of people. And this next one coming out, the next single is going to be called Go. Mm-hmm. And... It's it's about just being in a situation and being like, no, I got to go because Mm -hmm. it's time to focus on me and it's time to do the things I'm doing because this is hurting me and I'm addicted, like addicted like the worst drug and I got to get out of this. So I think it's going to cause that vibrancy and I have a lot more that I wrote myself that's going to come out soon. So this is 2019 is going to be a great year for music for me. Sick man! Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you. I can yeah. see the look
0: in your eye and the smile yeah. on your face. You're like you're amped and ready to go.
1: Yo, I'm so ready. London's so come ready. and refreshed you. Yo, okay. I'm I. I'm telling you, London has my heart. What I it, may move here, man. I'm what not, have you been doing since you've been here? Whew, besides healing, <clears throat> um I what did I do? So, let me go backwards. Last night I took Homebros class. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that on Instagram. It looked like it was a Jesus. lot. Spiritual experience. Mm. Just, just to be around. For me, um, you know, as an African-American, we don't have as many close ties to our African roots. Mm-hmm. You know? Even like, it's, it's so funny. Like, I always try to tell people, especially a lot of black people here in, in, the, in Europe, mm-hmm. they do this thing where you're talking and they go like, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, here we go. And we're like, <laughs> where, like, where are from from? Where's your African side from? And I'm like, you you guys have to understand that question's weird for an American. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking weird. Why? Because where you guys have your African last names, you have your roots, you're connected. A lot uh-huh. of your parents, Im- like, migrated over yeah. here. We were, like, raped and stolen. So, and then given last names of our slave masters. Yeah. So, like... It's completely different. It's completely ba- different. Background. Like, <laughs> how you expect, we? you can't expect us to know because we don't even have our last names. We can't even, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It took me to go to Africa and someone, like, they can look at you yeah. and tell you, like, from your phone structure, like, oh, you're well, from yeah. this tribe, you're this. Blah, blah. I was like, damn. <laughs> but then it took me that to, to really get into that and find the connection. But other than that, we don't have that. So to go to a home bros class where, you just, all these African people connected, and, and white people, and yeah. Indian people, but just like this majority of just like African vibe, music, the stuff that they say that I have no idea what they're talking about, <laughs> you know, it's just, there's this just thing that just took over my spirit, and, I, and I, I literally tried to take class. People will tell you I tried, I tried so hard, but I was just in shock. I was looking at from everyone, from the people older than me in the room to these little kids. There were kids. I, hey, sh-. This girl had to be about eight eight or nine. Killing it. <laughs> Just killing it. I said, I can't dance. I can't. <laughs> and this girl, like, uh, one of my friends, George, was like, you want to go next in the cipher? I'm like, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I'm too full. It's yeah. like I'm eating too much right yeah, yeah. now. So, I'm, I'm observing. Yeah. So that was healing. And then... Um, uh, I went out with my a couple of friends to to different clubs. I also just did a lot of talking. I go into different pubs and just talk with people who have a different perspective on mm-hmm. life. Um, I've I've been to London many times, so mm-hmm. all the touristy stuff, I'm like, I'm I'm over it. I'm mm-hmm. good. Like, I don't have to go to the London Eye or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've still not done that. Right, I've lived here for <laughs> <Lived there. laughs> ten years. Right, <laughs> but just like being being doing stuff like this, doing yeah. shit like this. This is what I've been doing since I've been in London and just healing. Before I came to London, I did quite a bit of European travel. I started in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, did this battle called I Love This Dance. That was incredible. Um, That was spiritual, too, to watch everybody come on stage without the competition vibe and more with I have something to get off my chest vibe. Uh Sharing Um, as opposed to battling. Oh, my God, yeah. Dope. And uh, then I went to Morocco, Africa, learned a whole different cultural experience and and felt a different type of love, Uh a different type of will take care of you, with what we have and do my best and still, you know, make you feel like your family. That was incredible. Um, and then I went to Copenhagen and experienced so much love in their studios and they have Mm. some talented dancers. some motherfucking roasty dancers. They're crazy. They
0: are, they they are ninjas. Yeah. They're ninjas. They're They're
1: clean. (laughs) And then they're they're soulful. They're Mm -hmm. clean. They're soulful. They all look like models. (laughs) Right. Like Jesus. Right. How do you look like that? (laughs) Um, but then there's just, there's just so much love there. Um, and I still have two more to experience. I have Amsterdam and Ireland. Mm-hmm. That's next on the agenda. Have you been to Amsterdam trip. before? I have once, but it was literally for like one day. Mm-hmm. I need more. Yeah. And you know, I'm from Cali, so I gotta try these coffee shops. I gotta yeah. try. <laughs> I like, mean,
0: they're not, they're not they're not as good as the ones in Cali. I heard. I they're heard, not as good as the ones in Cali, but, but it's an experience. But it's an experience. You know? <laughs> and and you get to walk past all the shop windows. You know what I mean? You get to look yeah. at the naked ladies in the window. It's fun. Like I
1: haven't even. I haven't even like been to that zone yeah, but I wanna is, like
0: it's just an experience yeah. like I I went I stayed there I was there working for like three months with Taja okay. and uh, my family come out to visit me my brother was like 14 mm. and me my, me and my parents and my little brother we were walking to the red light district and my little brother's like knocking on the windows oh, of like no. the women and like looking at their boobs <laughs> and I, like it was just like it was an experience do you yeah. know I mean it was such a fun day yeah like yeah. like we didn't get baked do you know what I mean okay, but yeah, we yeah. just had a great day yeah I mean
1: yeah, I just, I, I can't wait to experience more. I kind of stayed away um, <clears throat> during the early part of the holidays because I know they have this holiday where they, like, everyone goes in blackface. I was uh-huh. like, I'm not trying to go to jail. So I'll wait to that holiday. <laughs> the but they've just banned it, so that's good. Uh-huh. That's good, finally. Um, but now I'll be able to experience Amsterdam, like, just yeah. kind of in a chill vibe. Um, it's a, beautiful, man. Yeah, like, to heard, walk the canals. I heard. Uh. I can't wait. And I, you know what I want to do? I haven't had the European, like, ride around on a bike experience.
0: Amsterdam's good for that. Yeah. I want to Just don't get there? hit by cars. Yeah. <laughs> I can't lose my life. Yeah, no, it's a big it's a big thing there. Like Oh really? Yeah, yeah, cuz there's so like people travel on bikes. Like there's so many bikes. It has more bikes in Amsterdam than anywhere in the world. Shit. Like any other city. Like you'll oh, get off, you get off the like the main station and it's like you know like a Walgreens parking lot. Yeah. It's, like, just bikes. Oh, shit. Just, like, the whole fucking thing is bikes. Yeah. And you're, like, yo. I'm, I'm ready. Like, how would you find yours? If you parked it this morning yeah. and you come back, how are you going to find it again?
1: That's <laughs> I'd have to GPS to my bike. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Location drop. You can yeah. do some
0: cool bike rides around London, though. Yeah. <coughs> I've been... <coughs> sorry. It's all, all right.
1: <coughs> I've been waiting to do bike rides around London, but I just had it. I gotta get some gloves, bro. Cold hands. Yeah, cold hands. I can't. I I tried like two seconds. I said, "There's no way." I gotta I'm get some cold. gloves, and a, yeah, frostbite
0: and a finger. Exactly. Yeah, you you want a good day for it as well. Yeah. Like, I used to ride before I moved to LA. I used to I lived in Lewisham, uh-huh. so I used to ride my bike from Lewisham just to take class yeah. and back, and it was like a thirty-three minute ride if I if I booked it. Right. You know what I mean, I, right. I'm like going. Right. Like, and it'd be the best thing because I'd feel like. My whole journey was stress free. Yeah, I was like, and I'd get there, and I have like all my endorphins were released. as fresh, yeah. as fresh air as you can get in London. You know what I mean, it's yeah. not fresh. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, it was nice.
1: I want that. I want that experience as opposed
0: to being like in the tube with all the miserable fuckers yeah. like, dying in the oh heat. My God. You
1: know, that's why I couldn't. I couldn't do it, New York,
0: because it's worse there, right? It's
1: just worse. It's just like all the. There's so much anxiety and. And for me, this is only my definition. A lot uh-huh. of people are like, I love it. I love it. I love, you know, going to the bagel shop. And they're like, what do you want in your fucking bagel? You know, I'm <laughs> like, okay. But for me, yeah. I grew up in Hawaii. so yeah, I'm we're chill. chill. So I had to, that's why I had to go to L.A. And yeah, it, and
0: that makes sense. To tell the truth, I really,
1: I love L.A. I really love, love, love L.A. It's just, I also have a different experience. I don't like stay. A lot of people will come to North Hollywood and feel like, Oh, I know I, I've been to LA uh-huh. and I'm like, no. So, I, when people are like, oh, yeah, LA's this, LA's that, I'm like, let's know. Have you been to, yeah, let's yeah. know? I said, have you been to LA though? Like, they're yeah. like yeah, I was there. I said, what'd you do? I went to Millennium, we went to this, went to Federal. I'm no, like,
0: you you lived with all the artists. Yeah, like, that's not LA. I'm
1: like, you so you never been to Crenshaw? Korea Town. You've never like, to Korea, yeah. Korea Town. You never been to Inglewood, Korea Town. They're like, Inglewood, no. No, Crenshaw, no. Okay, well, then you
0: don't know LA. You don't know, LA. you know North Hollywood. Yes, and you then, know, you know. One street, yeah. You know, what I mean, you know Lancashire. Probably. Yeah, yes, <laughs> basically. Lancashire. You know Lancashire, right?
1: <laughs> but like, yeah, just just being able to like, you know, uh go to the beach, you know, ride bikes mm-hmm. on the shore if you want to, and then go to the mountains. And if we want snow, you can go to. The yeah, it's not far. And yeah, and then you can do the prairies. You can. So I I really love LA. I just I feel like I had to get away from the familiar place to the pain Mm. i was going through to like get a new experience in europe and and uh you know heal but i can't wait to actually take this energy and go back to la and you know and not be bothered i think i was so bothered by you know superficial shit that Uh was happening um and i I tag it to la but it's really the industry yes it's the 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 industry industry. everywhere but la
0: you know not many people move to la to work in a factory yes not many people move to la to work mm-hmm. to become a manager of startups yeah, Everyone, yeah. most people move to la to become something in the industry so you're surrounded by by industry-minded people yes. whereas yes. when you go to london no hardly anyone moves here to be in the industry like yeah. on the mass scale of people like most people move here to be a banker yeah or to work for a firm yeah you don't get that in la yeah, like uh, even the fashion industry, people have moved to LA for or like or something like that. It's still so close to what we do. Yes. everyone is still Hollywood-driven.
1: Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, and it's that that Hollywood drive, man. I, I just gotta. I just wanna. You
0: need a break from it.
1: I wanna. I wanna break from it, and I wanna change it. And I think mm-hmm. the only way you can change it or influence it, I should say, is to be clear mm-hmm. and to be strong-minded and 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 clear-spirited. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes even having a good spirit, I found myself um, being so sensitive and bothered by the things and decisions that other people were making mm-hmm. and finding myself, like, trying to do good by speaking up in certain ways and learning that it didn't do anything for me in the first place. Like, you know, people, like, there's been, like, crazy confusion and brawls and stuff with like wildebeest Uh you know and everybody's like i i it's so funny because there was a post made about him and him doing stuff with you know his girl janelle and like you know basically licking her ass on in instagram and i had nothing to say about that Mm. i had people were saying things in comments. And I literally, did, someone commented, like, that's why I don't, you know, that's why I don't fuck with L.A. because, you know, I can't stand it there. The choreographer's there. They're like this, da-da-da. And all I said was, like, no, not everyone. Yeah. There's a lot of teachers and a lot of instructors here who have a lot to offer and, you know, have a lot of morale and, you know, have high standards and uh-huh. skill. And so I named them off. And then I think, you know, at that time, he felt attacked, And so he went down the whole common list, (laughs) policing everyone. And I was one of them. And he was like, you know, tag me. I was like, no, I was making a point of people I can say that, you know, I completely agree with. Uh And, you know, as much as I want to support him and as a person want everything good for him, Uh I couldn't support that. Yeah. You know, I couldn't support, you know, I don't support every tactic that he uses when he teaches mm-hmm. um, especially this youth and stuff like that and that was it mm-hmm. and so i tried to dm him we actually were dming and at the same time while he was replying in public certain things i'm like that's weird or we dming and i was literally saying like you i just want to help like let me let me help you i can help you with this da, 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 giving mm-hmm. examples and it just wasn't happening he wasn't no and i kind of took that personal and at the time, because you
0: weren't attacking, you were trying to help, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean?
1: and he was like going full throttle with the attacks, and then he even made videos and saying like these haters and da, 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 had his little like,
0: and we're back in, so we just randomly cut out, but um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. you had all these people coming hating on you, yeah, I guess.
1: yeah, yeah. Basically, I um, yeah, I had like <laughs> threats and DMs, and uh, I remember some kid talking about like drop an address first of all no one's that dumb yeah, <laughs> to yeah. put your home address on but they weren't gonna show up anyway like, like I guys said before like you know where I teach <laughs> there's the yeah. address every week about where I'm uh of where I'm gonna be so you know all of that stuff was was uncalled for and unnecessary but the thing I think one thing that is important is that um and, and that I'm thankful for having a new mind when I go back is that, you know, these things it it, it will help a community to actually resolve these things. Mm-hmm. You know, it will it will help a community to actually, you know, sit down and talk. I mean, I've I've tried to have talks with him um, many times, um, and it came around the time where he was getting married. Uh-huh. So you know, I understand he was busy. busy. But then after that, I'm like.
0: Yeah, because I feel like as inf you know, you're both big influence influencers yeah. within the dance community. Yeah. And for especially with the younger generation on his side, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah he yeah, has yeah. a lot of younger generation yeah. follow him. So him arguing online and stuff isn't a great example no. for the younger one. So yeah. I think if actually YouTube kind of spoke about it in maybe not a public place or right. but i don't know say you did a podcast together yeah. say you did it on his youtube yeah. and you discussed what what you meant and you reasoned and righted it then kids would look at it and go oh there's a way of debating this or yeah. conversating it so it doesn't have to be or that's a yeah. dead dead relationship yeah you know
1: what i mean because like uh, resolution it's not a. it almost doesn't exist now everything is like everything in opposition is hate and that's where people end it I'm doing this, oh, they're hating because they don't like what I do. Bam. Uh huh. And that's it. And then all oh, someone that you know doesn't agree with what I it was hate. It's like, it's not hate. If someone doesn't agree hundred percent, it's not hate. Yeah. Sometimes it's help. Yeah, yeah. You know? And like I said before, I offered him um my help, but maybe, maybe at that time, uh
0: Maybe it was too fresh. Yeah. You know so what I mean? Fresh. Yeah, mean. Maybe the wounds hadn't healed. You
1: yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, other than that, I just you know, I'd rather, I'd rather this whole community thing be like, yeah, because uh, actually, you've got a lot to offer each other on yeah, the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like,
0: if if you were uh, okay, because yeah. he is a marketing genius. Like th- that's what I, I, yeah. I think. I, I think he is a marketing genius. I think he sold his uh, product better than any i mean to a higher level and it's reached more people than most dance
1: platforms have yeah you know what i mean yeah he has a good team yeah i'll say that um the one th- the difference is i i when i do what i do i'd rather own everything including my name uh-huh um and you know i don't know how it feels cuz i know he has a lot of people in his business, yeah. and a lot of people who support, and so you know, does he not own his business? Uh, not completely, okay. you know, not completely. Uh-huh. Uh, certain aspects he has, like, I guess, different businesses, but yeah, yeah, not completely. Okay, and um, that's cool, yeah. You yeah. know, some people like that, they like that extra help there, but it's 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 like, you know, as artists, it's like. You can go with the label, or mm-hmm. you can go truly independent. Solo. And it's a it's a harder route to go independent, but it's can much be, more rewarding. You can be Joe Budden or DJ Khaled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, you can be shit, I don't know. Uh, Jay-Z. <laughs> Jay-Z. Or, or you can be like someone like Post Malone. Yeah. He's banking mm-hmm. as an independent artist. Yeah. Even Malcolm Moore. Yeah. Like, being, wow. Being an independent artist now is the way to go. Yeah.
0: Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Like the amount of money you can make just from like people streaming your music and YouTube. Real you know? people, real yeah. people. Yeah. yeah.
1: Who who are real supporters. Yeah. You know. Um. Versus, you know, that's the thing. Like a lot of this dance community gets so influenced by like the influencers are the ones who get influenced and and then in turn influence influencers, which is this weird thing because mm-hmm. a lot of people think like, oh, they're like even organizers in mm-hmm. in Europe. Oh man, that we gotta bring this people. They have so many followers. More than half of those followers are not dancers. No. These are people who look at something and be like, oh, that's my favorite song, Cardi B Bam. And that's how people like, you know, Matt yeah, Stefanina. Yeah. They they work these these things, they you know, look top. There's 20. a new song release. Yeah, new song release. Let's do it. And then you know, people search that yeah. song to listen to it and that comes yeah. up. It's a tactic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there I mean, there's some people who who just kind of like rape the idea Mm -hmm. and then there's people who i feel like do it right like there's i don't hate on there's a lot of people who hate on everybody who does the top 20 thing Mm -hmm. like for me um i'd rather my favorite out of like popular influencers like that Mm -hmm. in that realm is phil Mm right phil right definitely does the top 20 songs but then he just does it right i just rather i I would send my kid to to class with phil right any day Mm. you know and i've actually gone to see him teach and he almost made me cry i was like oh i get it like he there was this girl in the back it was in argentina and this girl in the back and she was kind of like you know kind of obviously not experienced and not really feeling herself and he mm-hmm. came to her and he was like in the back and he was just like you can do it da, 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 mm-hmm. started yelling at her and like giving her this motivation and confidence mm-hmm. and you just start seeing her go for it and mm-hmm. like facing her fears and i was like wow mm-hmm. that's what he's about and then he does this class that's um but like, i don't know i it's the equivalent of like a mommy and me class it's like uh-huh. a parent and kids and he has these parents dancing with the kids and i'm like he does People don't even know that's creating a certain type of bond or celebrating yeah, a certain type a of bond up. that's like, you know, we need that. Yeah, we're build a relationship I, yeah, with your parents. Yeah. I would. Do you know what I would give yeah. to dance with my mom? Me and
0: my mom would do that, 100%. Yo,
1: exactly. 100%. Was, even with my dad. I was like, teaching my
0: mom to moonwalk with her best friend the other day when they were drunk in the kitchen, and it was the most fun I've had with her in ages. Listen,
1: you and know? those are the things that you take away. Those are the things that, you know, God forbid, but whenever they pass, and if they you'll pass, remember. like, you'll remember. Yeah. And, and and he's cultivating family, yeah. you know, and love. So there's there's ways to do it, right? I don't uh-huh. look down on the whole top 20 thing. It's just, like, we just need more morale, yeah. you know? And even if someone's, like, I'm, yo, I'm, like, one of the biggest fans. Now, maybe not biggest because there's a lot of huge following, cult following of him. But, like, I'm a fan of Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of, you know, Madonna. I'm a fan of people who go and take a provocative routes and but mm-hmm. leave that for adults. Yeah. That's yeah, all. yeah, yeah. Leave it for adults. That's it. That's okay. it. And 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 are just, you know, know when it's appropriate or when it's not appropriate. You know, mm-hmm. my friend Kwan <laughs> is steadily <laughs> doing all kinds of shirts off, you know uh sexy male dancing. Well, it's like dancing you used girls. to teach yeah. a mask appeal class. I still, I still do. you do. still teach it? And I tell people that. I'm like, I teach the stuff that goes on in my classes is crazy. Yeah, I, I used to take your mask yeah. class.
0: I was like, this shit is sexy. Yeah. Like, you mean, Like you we're know, getting down in class. Yeah. Like, but there's
1: and, definitely, you never find 13 year olds in my class ever. No, not even if the, <laughs> the door was closed for yeah, that one. Exactly. You know? <laughs> nope, you're not allowed. Yeah. You know, so... I feel like there's a place for everything and all types of art. We just need to understand what's appropriate instead of just going for shock value and attention. Yeah. You know, and that's it. But yeah.
0: Ah. Everyone has their own schemes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's L.A. for you, you know, and and not just L.A. There's a lot of places I, I for, for for one, L.A. is actually my favorite Um. Industry, like, oh, for sure, because it's, it's the pinnacle. Yeah, you know, and, and right now there's a lot, like there's a lot going on. I mean, of course, there's New York, and then there's Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's the newest one yeah. uh, for entertainment. Um, I think they're so talented in Atlanta. Yeah, yo, all, like most Jesus. of my favorite car are from Atlanta. Yo, you know? they're so talented. The only thing is, I don't vibe. I don't vibe all the way with Atlanta because they don't. They don't like allow you to. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no. you can vibe to a place, but they're always going to remind you you're not from here. Yeah, they're very like a,
0: and this isn't a bad thing, but yeah. they look after each other. Oh, yeah. Like AJ hires Atlanta folk, Yes, you know? <laughs> yes. Bankhead hires yes, Atlanta, Atlanta folk. Yes. Like they all kind of look after each other, but I actually think that's kind of dope. It is, it is dope. Because they're, they're building their community. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. um They're working their network and they're making their circle bigger. Yes. You know? Yes. As opposed to going outside of what they need to. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's very true. I just feel the, you know, exclusivity is great, but to... To limit it. Yeah, to limit it. Because then you're limiting yourself. Yes, yes. And, you know, the thing is, like, even with me, like, I'll go there and try to vibe. And it's cool, but, like, they just always remind you, like, yeah, but you're not from here. But at the same time, it's like, we got to be smart as 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 choreographers too, like, make sure that we open pe and, and this I'm excluding Sean Bankhead mm-hmm. because that man is just, I've always seen him just open to so many things. And even with me, mm-hmm. he's like, asked me, you know, to be part of things he's a part of and like mm-hmm. offer opportunities, even for Missy and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, which is, which is a blessing. But then there's a lot of people who like, and not just from Atlanta, there's a lot of people who you know, they train their people and they limit their people to what they do, and they only can do what they do. So it shouldn't be that like if you have someone who's trained with me, they most likely will be smashing everything, everything yeah. by everyone. Yeah. But if if your people can come to me and they can smash, they can smash your class, smash your stuff, and, and be amazing, and they come to me, and they're limited. They're limited, and they go down. Yeah. and Just it should show. It should tell you something about you know your training or their training are uh-huh. what you're allowing are not opening up to yeah you know completely. but i mean that I, I feel like that's that's the world yeah you know that's that's how the whole world london had a problem like that for a long time A long time oh god
0: like i remember when i <laughs> when i first moved here it was like everything was jazz funk yes you know what i mean and i was yes. like i hung around with like sean cisco yes. bb and i was like okay these are the the people i need to be with to be booking jobs you yeah. know so i, I dance like them i dress like Mm. them and i was never comfortable yes i was i never felt like i was myself i was that kid which played football and rugby yeah you know what i mean like i was the kid which was always rolling in the mud i didn't want to wear 200 pound pair of boots and skinny jeans and you know i mean like go to all the bougie clubs it was great and it was fun but i just never felt myself and i was like i'm not me and then i met a guy called john graham who's like i would say he's like my big brother he's like my mentor and i was like wait you can be straight and yeah. like, like super masculine, and yeah. like, like we can play football and dance. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, like there's there's a space for me, you know. And it took it took a while for me to understand that and yeah. learn myself. Yeah. But no, we were. It was limited here for a long time.
1: Yeah, dance is a spirit, man. It was it's like if you spirit. didn't do jazz
0: funk, you didn't book a job. Yeah. You know, for a long
1: time. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, it's so much, it's so much, uh real life mm-hmm. that's intertwined with it, like. To listen to you talk about that, someone who doesn't understand dance might be like, "Well, it's just a style. What does he mean? What does he mean, jazz mm-hmm. funk, and what does he mean, sexuality, and what does yeah, he mean?" Yeah. But it really is a play. Like when I came to LA, it was—it was the same for me. I could do many things. My uncle was like a drag queen and yeah. a voguer, so there's a lot of things about a lot of different worlds, especially the like gay world of dance that I knew about. But I noticed just like sometimes I felt kind of outcasted yeah. just because sexuality wise my mind is open and I'm open but uh-huh. as far as masculinity wise I love I love being a guy I yeah. love being a man and I love being the the boy who played ball the boy who used to get in trouble for getting in fights all the time and like you know climbing trees and stuff like that that's just who I was and it seemed like when I explored that or showcased that there were so many people who would be like oh you know uh you know you will look at you or you're not one of they us they would say yeah they would say stuff like trade which is i was like what is trade which apparently meant like the masculine guy who's like who i guess you would go after i don't know it's just it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's that world they like gay lingo but like it got to a point where i was just like man you know what i don't think masculinity is as celebrated as it should be oh, to the point where even when I was teaching, you remember, and like yeah. my mass appeal classes, you know, guys, it didn't matter what sexuality you were. But like when we like I say, OK, let's just walk across that was the my floor. my favorite part of the whole <laughs> class
0: because everyone could. What I noticed is uh, when we were in the class is that a lot of people could do the steps. Yeah. But they didn't know how to be a person. Yeah. You know, yeah. like when it comes to the choreo, everyone could do it. Yeah. But when you'd ask them, because you used to make all the girls sit on, at the one end yeah. and we'd just walk towards the girls. Yeah. And everyone looked so uncomfortable. so uncomfortable. Everyone was like, I have to step on the beat. Yeah. I have to step like, you know, are yeah. like stop being a dancer. Yeah. You know, like just be a human. Yeah. Like, and I feel like a lot of people don't know how to have that, uh, the, trans, the transfer,
1: or I guess, the connection of
0: being pedestrian and being a dancer yeah and a a lot
1: of people uh a lot of men i think were taught because um you know in a in the industry where pop has become like the The, biggest style of music mm -hmm. of course the style of jazz funk and and that that era like it really influenced a lot of training if you're getting any kind of commercial dance Uh training but we've been taught to be a certain way so so much that like when it comes to like celebrating masculinity, sometimes we just overdo it. Yeah. We don't know how like it's yeah. then then like stand with <laughs> your muscles and with these, out, these, yeah. these wide arms. Yeah. These superhero arms. These superhero arms and, and then, just like the you know, the hips and the chest and and, and, and they walk just like and they fidget in. Yeah. All the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> always they're walking, fist, yeah, they're like they're rubbing their fists and licking their Yeah.
0: I don't know if you're about to fight me or if yeah. you're about to rape me. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but you're looking at it like it's a hamburger. You're like you know (laughs) that's perfect like like this i'm gonna get that burger (laughs) that's
1: perfect example and so it it was funny because i i I didn't grow up around those kind of dudes and i was around a lot of dudes like playing basketball and and just my mom just kind of made sure i had a masculine influence in my life all the time uh i noticed the ones who was like Really getting the girls, and even the stars. I was looking at. You look at Tupac. You look at Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is like a number one example. Man, he understands his femininity. Yeah, he don't to get the point he don't comfortable hair. What's up, baby doll? How you doing, sweet cheeks? What's mm-hmm. up? You know, they had that little like Girl. soft but feminine flair, The little walk, the wrist, and 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 zero fucks. Cool. Yeah, and yeah. and I just know. And then you had you know. I don't know the the R and singers, and I'm just like, I think what what we are missing as as men is understanding the balance, you know. And I and I I remember what sparked um, a lot of this, me starting that class, is that listening to Mr. Wiggles actually. Mm-hmm. The man's a walking hip hop library. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he was talking <laughs> about like th- there was was talking about like I think this subject kind of in a different way. And he said, you know, the groove in hip-hop came from females. Mm. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, like when hip-hop started being, you know, hip-hop was more of a party dance. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. we're back in. We're at war with my laptop. It keeps stopping and <laughs> saying my memory's full. But
0: we'll, we'll finish this conversation and we'll wrap it up so we can right. hit more shizzle. <laughs> so yeah, hip-hop was a party dance. Yeah, and
1: so a lot of the groove came from the women and dancing with the women and uh, with Wiggles, it, it continued, you know, and a lot of these dancers it continued with the the pop and the grooves that they would take from dancing with the girls, or even he, he said dancing with in the kitchen with his mom, and 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 create that like you know that smoothness, and then after that, you know, girls would see him dance and they'd be like, oh, they, I, I want to dance with you. Ah,
0: I see. Sick. So you also had a class in LA, your mask appeal class,
1: which I took quite often. So can you tell us a bit about that? So basically with with mass appeal i wanted to emphasize um just that the 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 fact of we have a spectrum, you know, the male the male species, we're a spectrum of different personalities. And I know I remember a lot of uh mask, uh feminine guys would come to class and be like, Yeah, I just wanna, you know, learn how to be more of a man and I'm like, that's no there's no such thing. No, you it's are a more, man you are a man. It's just yeah. it's, it's just understanding where you are in the spectrum. If you have more of a feminine flair, there's a way you can use that. Mm-hmm. If you're shy, you can there's a way you can use that. If you're if you know, if you if you uh It's about owning your yeah, owning you. Yeah, owning you. And and more not the difference between a feminine man and a masculine man, but the difference between a boy and a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like understanding manhood, celebrating your manhood, yeah. celebrating your organs, celebrating things that just, that that women don't have, so they can celebrate it too. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the same thing if you look at it, flip it wise, like a lot of gay dance comes from uh, the exaggerated movements in, yeah. of a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so right now uh there's so much of that versus like even seeing uh, a gay class versus Daniel Polanco's class. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Which well, she has both. But if you see her femininity, feminology yeah, class, very it's different. like Jesus. It's actually subtle. Yeah. And you can see these Small females movements just do, yeah, yeah. doing things that's really hard for a guy. It's sensual, even, more yeah. than movement. Yes. You know I mean? Yes. And so like, I was like, you know, I want to provide that for men. So that was the whole purpose of it, just to, just to get that, you know, the, the celebration of masculinity on whatever spectrum out there. No, that's dope, man. And yeah. I, I
0: loved that class. That was great. Yeah, me too. So it's, it's definitely a place for it almost everywhere I've been. And yeah. I, you know? Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap this up before this shit fucking ruins I know, us right? And I'll fix it. Uh, sorry to all the listeners for all the little hiccups. Sorry to you for all the hiccups. Oh, but thank no you problem. so much for coming on the show. It's my been an pleasure. absolute pleasure. I've had a great time. Where can people find your music? Uh, it, uh, iTunes, Spotify, on all platforms. Just search your name yeah. when it comes up. Yes. Dope. Yeah. You know what to do, motherfuckers.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Much love. It's been a pleasure. pleasure, Enjoy the cold weather in London. I share. Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Share it with other performers, other people who are in entertainment, other people that are interested in entertainment. Just share it. Let's get this thing popping. Also, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That is how we climb the iTunes charts. The more rating and reviews that you give, the higher we get ranked in iTunes. The more publicity the podcast gets, the better the people we can get on the podcast. I want rock stars. I want the top performers, the top choreographers, celebrities. The goal is to get Anton Deck. So please, please leave a rating and review If you can't do it or you're struggling to do it, message me and I'll happily guide you on how to do it. It would mean the world. Peace, one love, I'm out.